Hi, everyone. This is Carolyn from Second Serve. Who is excited about the French Open? The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris, and you can watch every court live on Tennis Channel Plus. You can watch it on your phone or smart TV live in HD. So you can watch it at work or while you're waiting in your kid's carpool line. Live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. You can be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. Hi, this is Carolyn, and I'm here with Aaron, and this is part three of our conversation with Hall of Fame tennis coach Rick Macy. He has coached some of the best tennis players in the world, including Serena and Venus Williams, Andy Roddick, Maria Sharapova, Jennifer Capriati, and so many more. If you'd like to hear his tennis tips and mental tips for adult recreational players, please check out parts one and two, but here's part three. Um, Let me ask another question. Since you've watched thousands of tennis matches... Is there one that stands out as the most exciting? Great question. Easy answer. October 31st, 1994, just the other day, when I took that tall, skinny girl from Compton, California to make her debut, you got to remember, three and a half years training. She never won a match. She always would play boys or hitting partners. She never won a match. And now we're making this debut. I didn't know if she was going to freak out. I didn't know if she was going to get beat 0-0. I just knew that people would see this girl, 5'10", that ran like the wind. You know, she was like a little gazelle, a lot of open stance, serving 110 miles an hour as a 14-year-old, you know. And they would go, whoa, this, there's something in the oven here that's going to be good in the future. But I didn't know what was going to happen that night. So when I watched that match against Sean Stafford, okay, Richard wasn't with me. He was like in the, I don't know where he was. And Venus won that match and it's all over YouTube. And she came up to the net and had that smile from ear to ear and those beads flopping up and down. She's like a human pogo stick. She's just jumping up and down. And, you know, that's just, that's with me forever. That match, because you got to understand three and a half years six hours a day, you know, five, six days a week, putting up with Richard. I should be in the Hall of Fame just for putting up with that guy, you know, (laughs) but no. And then you go to this pinnacle and it happens. Forget if she won, even if it was close or it didn't even matter, but then she won. And then, so that was, that, that will never change. Nothing could change that, a grand slam or whatever, just because I was such a part of it. And you're just building for that moment. And then she almost beat Sanchez the next night. And then eight months later, she gets a $12 million contract from Reebok. You know, so you got to understand that match is by far the leader in the clubhouse. And I told Venus that at the after party at the red carpet about jumping up and down. She goes, Rick, at 42, I'm still jumping up and down all the time. But just to see that, because we were like, she was like my own daughter. So was Serena, you know, they were like my own daughters. You got to say like, we're like that. And when that happens and you just, you know, you see that happen after not playing at all and what was on the, on the line, that matches the best of all time. That's great. That is great. That is great. Yeah. Was it weird at all to see yourself in a movie? I would think that would be so strange. What what was your reaction to that? I'm, I'm kind of like naive and I didn't know the magnitude 
Well, first off, I didn't know exactly how the movie was going to be told. So I didn't know if they were going to tell how it really happened or like Compton to center court. And when they told, you know, how, how much I cared and the bond we had and the risk I took, I mean, that just like was amazing because that's the true story. But to answer your question, uh, I asked my daughter who's right here next to me. I said, listen, am I that like wired and fired up all the time? She goes, dad, yes, you are all the time. Like my name is Richard Allen Macy. She calls me Richard Alien Macy. because I just do <laughs> things a little bit different, but all from the goodness of my heart. But the movie was spot on. You know, once I saw it like three or four times, I kept seeing more. The only thing that was wrong, John Bernthal had this mustache and it was very bushy. I had this little piece of astroturf that took me 30 years to grow. So the, the mustache was way off, but he kind of had the talk, the walk, the nuances, but it showed that I was just all in. And I told John, we talked many times and he talked to me for, and he read the book. I mean, he did an amazing job. And Will Smith with Richard, I told Will at the after, that was, that was crazy. I'm just telling you, he was better than Richard. You have no, because no one had a better front row seat than me other than Orsine, the wife. It, it, I was laughing the first time I saw the movie. I'm going, this is freaking me out. But it wasn't weird to see it because it's exactly what happened. Now, if it wasn't kind of what happened, then maybe I'd have felt different. But because there was just so much like family and love and the journey and how it really happened and how, you know, Venus and I were and stuff like that and how Richard was, it was, that's, I think that's what made it more enjoyable. But to see myself, not that much, because I see myself in other situations, video and some TV, but it was a little bit different, but I didn't ever look at it like that. I just watched the movie and when I got back on the court, said, I got to get better. So that's me. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Can you tell us your most memorable moment on the court, both as a player and as a coach? Yeah, the best uh, moment on the court would probably be, because I used to play. I was actually, I picked up a racket. At, this is a crazy story. I picked up a racket at 12 years old. I grew up in a small town, Greenville, Ohio, 10,000 people, 20 miles southwest of Dayton, Ohio. My father passed away when I was 10. So it was just me, my mom, and my sister. I used to play golf. I was a four handicap. How crazy is that at age 11? I thought I was going to be a pro. No, I was like, I was like the arrow. I could hit that ball like that. And now if I ever played, I'd be the sparrow. It'd be going everywhere. So <laughs> I, I picked up a racket at 12. By 18, I was number one in the Ohio Valley. No lessons. How wow. crazy is that? Wow. I got to be pretty good. You know, I was like, one of the best Ohio, one of the best. I was in New Jersey for a year. I was number one in the men's division. Probably uh, the best moment I ever had when I got to play the Dayton Pro Classic. I got to play the qualifying with all the big guns. Here I am, no lessons. And, you know, I, I got an opportunity to play uh, in something like that. And I just, I kind of made myself. That would probably be the best. I have so many tournaments I played that were, well, I got to tell this story now that you asked me. It was Willingboro, New Jersey. I tell this to the kids all the time. Okay. It was 4th of July and it was Willingsboro, New Jersey. I played in the finals of a thousand dollar prize money tournament. And right when the match was starting, the, it was at a city facility and the, the the road was right behind the tennis court. It was like uh, Main Street. And there was like cheerleaders and floats and motorcycles and fireworks. It was insanity for like an hour and a half. You can't even hear. 
You couldn't hear the ball. It was crazy. So we started the match and me and the guy we played, were like, even we're like pretty close. I played him before. It was like six, four and a third. I won. I had to get that in there. So, but we were even. So now we're playing. Okay. And it's out of control. The, the, the noise and everything. I win six, oh, six, one, 40 minutes. Listen to this. The guy breaks a couple rackets. He throws the, the water jug over the fence. He's going crazy like Joe Psycho. I don't remember the guy's name. The paper, the newspaper, Willingboro Gazette, interviewed him. What do you think of the tournament? He goes, this tournament's terrible. They should have canceled. They should have waited till 11 to start the match. This parade is a joke. It's out of control. It's, it was just insane. So and then they come to me and they say, what do you think about the match? And what about the parade? So on and so forth. And I go, what parade? See, I flipped it in my mind. I love cheerleaders. I love the float. I love the motorcycles. I love the noise. It became my best friend. And before I knew it, the match was over and I gave him a donut and a breadstick. So <laughs> that's a great story. So accurate. And I tell that to the kids, you know, all the time, how it is what it is. Now, what are you going to do? See, you asked me that earlier about reacting to the problem. And mind control flipped it. And that day, for whatever reason, and the more he got upset, the more I love the cheerleaders and I love the motorcycles. And it was amazing. So that, that's a great story. And the other question was, oh, as a coach, what's your most memorable moment? I don't like to single anything out because obviously the, the Venus moment uh, trumps any everything. I've had so many, but it'd probably be 1988 when I took Jennifer Capriotti to the hardcore nationals, uh, me and Stefano, who's no longer alive, uh, took her there as a 12 year old. She's playing the 18 and under. I mean, that, it, I mean, that in itself, like crazy, you know, people have driver's license, boyfriend. I mean, and she's this little pipsqueak. Okay. And I got her to play near the baseline, take the ball early. She used to hit side spin like Chris Everett, changed that, got her a serve. She was like, the ball was on a string, racket back in the parking lot. She had the best technique or fundamentals I've had to this day. I mean, she was like amazing balance. She could hit ground strokes with a cup of water on her head and both shoulders and not spill it. She was a wizard. Anyways, Jennifer won that tournament. Okay. And right then and there, I knew like, you know, you know, what's coming next endorsements like through the roof. And she comes off that court right up in the crowd and gives me the biggest hug ever. Oh, Oh, that's great. That's a great memory and uh -huh. a great story. Yeah. No, it's like, so I've never even said that to anybody because it's more the Venus because that was like unreal. But Jennifer, that was in, she's like one of my all time favorites and still talk to the mom now and then. But she's like, she's amazing. She's a wizard. We're never, I'm never saying like it. And listen, I've had more than anybody in the world. Unbelievable. Think about it. 12 years old doing that. Yeah. You've had a lot of families, like, you know, like, I know you have your own family, but you've had a lot of extended families. I mean, what a amazing legacy. And, you know, I know it's the coaching and it's the being with them through the mental and everything else. But um, I just think you've made such an impression on so many people. It's amazing. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you asked that because one of the things that happens now, I coach a lot of the kids of the parents who I coach them, you know, like Christian Rude. You know, Casper, you know, I coach Christian. He was Norway's number one player when he was like 17 and he became the best player 
Uh, now his son took his place, you know, and I met up with him at the Miami Open and watched him play Alcarez in the finals. But and but they all come back. Everybody that I talk to, it's not about you help my serve or forehand or backhand or strategy, even though I did that. It's like the work ethic and the attitude and a winner finds a way and a loser makes excuses. It's but I didn't try to do that with them, but they pass that down to their children and they put it in at a young age. And if the kid buys in, then it's like a game changer. And that's what Casper Root, he actually told that story after winning four clay tournaments in a row. Out of nowhere, he started talking about Rick Macy. And I never met Casper. And he said, my dad told me he went to academy. And he said, winners find a way. Losers make excuses. And I always remember that. I don't have time to get tired. I don't make excuses. I don't live my life. Now, to get the kid to buy into that, especially in today's world, uh, that's amazing parenting if you can get the kid to think like that. But no, that's what makes me feel the best, whether a doctor or lawyer, whatever they do, they all say the same thing. It's all more about life lessons. So I'm probably more a life coach as a tennis coach. It's just that I'm showing them how to hit a tennis ball. Yeah. Well, that's the mental side. And I mean, that's yeah. what you're teaching is, you know, a lot, a lot of, I mean, we even know this as rec players. A lot of us have, the, we're the, we have the same skill level. We're ranked, you know, we're very low ranked, but like we all play At within our, correct within level. our level, but it's, you know, the ones that win are usually the, almost always the ones that are more mentally strong. Almost Absolutely. always. And it's what you, it's what's, it's what's underneath, but for them to come back and that's what they, they tell me. That that's they don't talk about the tennis part as much. Other than it was a great time, one of the best times of my life. I, that's obvious. That's going to happen because so I create an environment like I did for Venus and Serena. Even the Rick Macy Academy is it's so positive. If you go on the website, there's motivational signs everywhere. You just see things that inspire you. It's like Disneyland and Candyland, but I tell people it's a land of opportunity for all ages and levels. What we what we do, you know. And so, but the people, they feel that. And, you know, when you can inspire people, maybe you can make a little difference. And as we all know, a little difference means a lot. We can't thank Rick enough for coming on the podcast. We have one more episode with Rick where he discusses some of the biomechanics of tennis, and we even tell Rick some of our problems. If you'd like to contact Rick Macy for a lesson or maybe a lesson for your kids, we've included his contact information in our show notes, and we think that would be such an incredible experience. We hope you check out our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. Hey, Second Serve listeners, this is Erin. Carolyn and I are so excited that the second slam of the year is happening this month. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the French Open, and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch it. Tennis Channel Plus brings you courtside with three weeks of unparalleled access, and they do this with every single court live. Watch on your phone, your smart TV in HD, or like I do, on my iPad while I'm sitting at my desk working all day. I love to flip around to different matches on Tennis Channel Plus to see my favorite players in action. Don't miss your favorite tennis legends battle a new generation of talent and watch exciting new rivalries emerge on the historic clay courts of Roland Garros. If Carolyn and I can't be in Paris in person, at least we can watch all the matches on Tennis Channel Plus. Daily coverage begins on Monday, May 20th. Be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. I know I will be. 